Welcome to Tackless Radio. Such a big deal ahead of his time I keep it on chill, a hint of that lime I'm in the field most of the time Lord head of the ghetto, they must have a shrine Hallelujah, what it do, yeah If you want it, gotta bust a move, yeah If they offer one, tell them two, yeah Baby, make them play by your rules, yeah I'm calm, straight like that with a little bit of stunt Cartier frames, have me see what I want Red dirt and concrete mixed in the blunt If you got a problem, we can take it out front This my pussy, I can do what I want hmm. I'm a big girl now This my pussy, I can do what I want I'm a big girl now. This my pussy, I can do what I want. I'm a big girl now. This my pussy, I can do what I want. I'm a big girl now. This my pussy, I can do what I want. VA loves you, baby girl. This my pussy, I can do what I want. Hey, I'm a big girl. This my pussy, I can do what I want. We gonna take this what I want. Yup, I'm a big girl now. It's my pussy, I can do what I want. Huh? I'm a big girl now. I don't know about y'all, but with all this Roe v. Wade bullshit going on, it's my pussy, I can do what I want. It's going to be my mantra for the rest of the fucking year. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between and outside of that to Tackless Radio. And of course, it is I, Be Bad, your host. Happy for you all to be here with me yet again. So let's go ahead and get into the episode, which we're going to start with our song of the week, which is by Lekele47, that is L-E-I-K-E-L-I-4-7, and the song is titled Carrie Ann, that's C-A-R-R-Y, Ann, A-N-N-E, Carrie Ann. I really don't know why it's called Carrie Ann. It's a bomb-ass song, a boss-bitch-ass kind of song clearly it's my mantra for the rest of the year it's definitely my summer bop don't know why she called it carrie ann but to say the truth i really don't give a fuck it's an amazing fucking song and all of you all need to go download it so this week i am so excited to be bringing you all the beautiful the lovely ashley diaz who is a fantastic woman that i ran into two days ago and the way that we have this fantastic conversation with the interview this week you would have never thought that I met this woman two days ago. She is such a radiant light. And the moment I met her, I was like, you have to come on Tackless Radio because you have a wealth of knowledge that I would love for everyone else to hear. So this week, we're talking about self-care for my sisters, specifically my sisters, the ones that look like me, the ones that can relate to me, the ones who understand my intersectional struggle, them sisters. Because right now, my black and brown sisters, my BIPOC sisters, my indigenous sisters, we are going through it. With all the bullshit happening in this country, everything that is going down right now, we have had it. Everybody's getting on our fucking nerves, from the men to the white people, the government, these fucking politicians. Everything right now is at a all-time high in terms of trauma and stress. And I want to make space for us 
to know that we can protect our peace. We should definitely in this time be protecting our peace. So we're gonna have the conversation about how we can love ourselves, some opportunities to create a self-care routine and letting go of the trauma that plagues us. So with that, let's get into our tactless topic of the week. All right. Well, hello, Tackies, and welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio. And I am super excited for this particular episode this week because I ran into someone who I feel like is a old soul friend. Have you ever like ran into someone and I'm like, I've never met you, but I feel like I've known you from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our souls have crossed paths. <laughs> yes, 100%. But I'm excited. <laughs> And I ran into this beautiful soul this past Sunday by the name of Ashley Diaz, who we were both actually at a friend of our, it's a friend of mine, Marcus Robinson, who has a amazing fitness studio in the River North area of Chicago. You all should be checking that out because he definitely has been a sponsor of Tackless Radio. So definitely see his information linked below. But I met this beautiful soul at Marcus's studio this past weekend. And I'm like, oh, first of all, love your hair. And she was like, oh, <laughs> love your eyebrows. And in women world, that's all you really need to say to one yeah. another for a relationship to start off. So I am so excited to be having what we are calling self-care for the sisters this week with the lovely Ashley Diaz, who has been doing yoga for over eight years. So this conversation today is really shining a light on understanding that our black and brown sisters are stressed as fuck. Understanding everything that's going on in America from Roe v. Wade to the latest Black massacre, our reproductive rights are being stripped away, our bodily autonomy is being stripped away, and we have been the backbone to every community, to every fight, to every protest, and we are exhausted. So I wanted to bring my lovely sister on to talk about how us as black and brown sisters can find some ways to de-stress for us to be able to put ourselves first, find opportunities for self-care because we have to really protect our peace in this time. So hello, Ashley. Hello. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be here as well. (laughs) I am protecting my peace. I have learned that like sometimes when online is crazy, I got to shut it down, shut it off. So I am protecting my peace today. How are you? I'm good. And you know, that's funny that you say that because a couple people today have seen on Twitter, Instagram, everybody's saying they're protecting their peace today. So it's a theme. I love it. I hope we all kind of maintain this for our lifestyle because it's so much easier being way less stressed and the peace just bring it in. Get all the negativity out. So I'm happy that you're you're protecting your peace. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Because we're going to be talking about protecting our peace today. And I want other sisters out there to definitely protect their peace. So Ashley, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? How special are you? Why are you special? What's going on in your world? So uh, my name is Ashley. I'm from New York. Uh, Honestly, I've been obsessed with beauty and wellness ever since I was a kid. When I was a child, I wanted to be a yoga instructor, but I just never realized or like how I could get there. I always thought it would be so much harder. Um, how I fell into actually being a yoga instructor is, is kind of funny. And I guess through the pandemic, everybody kind of picked up and changed their lives and figured out what was good for them and kind of what their, um, really what their soul wanted because we had no other choice but to be like, all right, let's dig deep. 
let's figure it out. Um, and really what it was in for, for me was seeing my friends kind of deteriorating and it was just like, Oh my God. Okay. Like I know I'm doing better with yoga. Um, because it becomes like a personal practice, whether you go to a studio and whatnot. Um, but I've been doing it for so long that I felt like me living on and off the mat really helped me to be able to help other people try to get into that. And we were talking before that it's in the black and brown community, it's not really a thing. Um, a lot of my yogis, I call them yogis, even though they just started, but I want to give them that title. But a lot of yogis have never even really heard of yoga or thought yoga was just like for white people. Or, you know, it was just, it was just something weird. Um, So I'm really trying to bring it into the community where I think the cool thing about our, my yoga classes are, it's not something boring. So they come in, we, um, when it first started off, it was really just about relieving the stress and the um, trauma. So a lot of the times we hold trauma in our lower back. Um, For women, especially we hold it in our hips. So a lot of the practices that I was focusing on when the sequences were focusing on really opening up the hip flexors, opening up the hips, letting all that trauma, stress, everything kind of release. Um, And then you can start to heal that way. So I like to heal internally and slowly work yourself out, you know, with the body a hundred percent. I recommend everybody to stretch because that's pretty much what yoga is. It's stretching your, your emotions, it's stretching your muscles. It's amazing. Um, Besides yoga, I kind of went all the way into that. But besides yoga, um, I am a, I do have a a small business in New York. So I focus on lashes, brows, hair, pretty much anything because I'm obsessed with the industry. Um, So it's not really one thing. It just so happens to be right now I'm doing lashes because that's what the ladies love. Um, And then eventually we'll, we'll get into bring the beauty and wellness together in one space. I love that. Because first of all, when I met Ashley, I was like, why is your skin so clear? And she was like, oh, I'm beauty, health, and wellness all day long. Yeah. I'm like, of course, you would know. Yeah. And then we started obsessing <laughs> over an Aztec uh, apple cider vinegar clay yes. mask. And that was oh just God, a done deal so at that point. Honestly, that's a life so changer. Ashley- that really changed my life for sure. <laughs> I am doing I am doing a clay mask once we get off the line, like immediately it. dumping it on my face and going to go finish work. So I, I might have Ashley, to come because I don't have it here. <laughs> yes, I will give you some. I will absolutely give you some. We are talking about our sisters. So I do want to be very clear about who our sisters are. So I, of course, identify as a black woman. I would love for you to share your ethnicity because I want for everyone to understand that we're going to be not only talking about the black experience and the stress and the strong black woman trope, but we also are going to be talking about our brown sisters, are talking about BIPOC women of color specifically, and want you to have the space to share your experiences that may be different from mine. But what we all know in this country is that it all intersects one way or another. Yes. So I am of mixed descent. I am uh, half my family is from the Virgin Islands. Um, My mom identifies as just Black American. Um, And my father is from Colombia. So his family was, they moved here when he was younger. So I... I, I like to identify not with one versus the other. I kind of identify as both because that is on um, the mix up. Um, but I do tend to, from what I've seen, or just looking at like my friends, looking at my community, I really do identify more with my black community just because there's so much, uh, there's just so much more trauma and there's just so much, there's a more need for love, I feel. So I'm just like, okay, we're just gonna, I'm gonna see how y- you can 
how we can interact so that we're on the same level. And I understand some of the issues that black and brown um, women have, especially like black women. But and uh, in a lot of the times we get into this conversation where it's like, okay, but you're not like you wouldn't have the same experiences as somebody who was of darker skin. And I completely understand that. Um, I think we do have similar issues. Um, women of darker complexion obviously do struggle a little bit more, which hurts my soul. Correct. I'm always like, Correct. why? Yeah. Just be nice. Like it really doesn't matter. Um, I just, I just want them to be loved. Cause I feel like there's not Agreed. much love being poured into them that, Whatever I can do, whether it's my beauty, whether it's my wellness, I feel like my main goal is to just pour love into you. However you need to be loved, whether it's your self-esteem, whether it's you need a little bit more stretch in the body, whatever it is, I'm the hype man. I'm like, let's go, girl. Like, whatever you want to do. Yes. I saw your brows. I was like, yes, I love them. And I told you like 10 million times, like, wow, your brows. Wow, your brows. I went on your Instagram. I was like, wow, her brows are just... So beautiful, but you know what? It's not, and it's funny because I talk to a lot of guys and they're just like, oh, it's brows. It's not even just the brows. Like, one, if somebody's complimenting you on your brows, you're like, wow, damn, I did that shit today. You know, especially you, you fill it in every day. It. You're like, okay, I'm getting compliments, but then you get more compliments. You're like, wow, I really am that bitch. And it's right, whatever like my I brows can are do. really popping today. Yes, yes, because I keep coming back <laughs> to these things. <laughs> But yes, well, thank I just, you so I, much. I, just, I appreciate everybody. I love everybody. Um, obviously, we have different struggles, but at the end of the day, we all still need love, and we all need to care about ourselves and just pour into ourselves before we pour into somebody else. And with that, pouring into someone else before we're always so. With that, a lot of my black and brown sisters, my indigenous sisters, we are the last ones that we pour mm-hmm. into. We have from the beginning of time, been situated where we are the support system, the backbones to our communities. A lot of our communities look to us for support, but what we're realizing is that nine times out of 10, it's not reciprocal or it's not reciprocal in the way that we give because we've been giving our lives, we give our energy, we give our bodies, we give our mind, we give our spirits and our souls. And many times what we receive back is maybe 15 to 30% of that. And we are the fiercest many times when it comes to a new fight, a protest, a struggle, a law that needs to be overturned, some shit needs to get done. We're the first ones raising our hand and stepping up. And because we're not scared to speak up, we're typically the ones that receive the trauma, the backlash. We're the scapegoat. We're the black sheep of the corporation all the way down to the community. No one really wants to listen to us, but we're the first ones that are being used. Our bodies are being used for numbers to push an agenda. So we right now understand that our black and brown sisters have been given the strong black woman, the superwoman trope, because it's like, look at you. You're amazing. You can do whatever you want to do. You Whatever you can do to put your mind to it, you should do it, girl. We're not told, though, that we can be soft. We're not told that we deserve love. We're not told that we should be able to sit down or to just rest. So from your experience, have you seen the superwoman trope, the strong Black woman trope be used as kind of like a compliment 
But you know, at the end of the day, all it does is feed into a negative trope to overwork you. Hey, girl, I'm going to stop because I think I wasn't. Did you go in and out real quick? (laughs) Okay, so I'm no, you're fine. I'm just going to repeat my question again. So in your experience, I would love for you to in your experience, I would love for you to share some of your stories where you have seen that being the superwoman, being the strong black woman was given as a compliment, but it really is a backhanded way to tell us that we're supposed to work ourselves until we're exhausted and not expect anything in return. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of clients who are in the black and brown community. Um, A lot of them is just, okay, I have one specific client where she is a single mom of three. She had the whole her husband, you know, like he happens to live right around the corner. Um, she works nights as a social worker. So we know like that's a lot of, you know, she's an empath. So she's bringing a lot of that in and she, you know, it's, it's really sucking her dry. Um, and for her to have to come home at that after that and take care of her three kids without any help. Um, I've definitely been seeing that take a huge toll, um, from her life and just, she's not able to do anything. She doesn't even know how to breathe. She doesn't even know how to, honestly, she doesn't even know how to love herself. Um, so she's actually one of my clients that I'm constantly telling her like, Hey, you are beautiful. You might not see it because you're telling yourself that if you tell yourself something so many times, it's not, you're going to believe it. So I'm always like, you're beautiful. You're good. You are a strong woman. Like you have, you're you're holding everybody on your back at this point. Um, but it's, it's sad because she doesn't have any time to just sit there and relax, um, to sit there and just pour into herself, whether it being like, let's say even a nap, honestly, I feel like nap is great self-care. Cause you're just like, yeah, let me just, uh, you know, just, I love a good nap. You're, me too. I mean, naps don't like me, but I, I'm always like, oh my God, yes, I had a nap. But naps are great because that's what sleep is. You're replenishing your body. You're pouring into yourself. Your body's pouring into itself. Um, so I always recommend people having naps when I'm doing any of my services and they have an opportunity to nap. I'm like, girl, just, just sleep. Cause like, you'll feel way better. Um, yes. so I definitely see a lot of people just kind of collecting things. And, and even with my client, she's hearing people like, oh, you don't even let's say she wants to feel better. She wants to have a relationship or whatnot. Everybody has their different levels of where they are at their life. Um, but it's also hard for me to hear when other people in her family are like, you can't have a man, like you need to do this all by yourself. You need to, you know, like focus on your kids, focus on this. And it's like, but where does she have that moment to just do what she needs to do? Exactly. Um, to do something for her. Right. That's it. Just literally, like I said, take a nap or go for a walk or whatever. Um, and it's sad because it happens a lot of the times. And it's just, I, I really want, um, and that's why I tell all my clients, like, oh, just come to my yoga uh, class. We do it at the park on sunset. So you, it, it's like you're releasing all these endorphins also just because you're watching the sunset. Um, a lot of times you go to the beach and stuff. So it does something to the soul and it does something to the body to just slow you down. And then you can kind of pour in and then continue on from there. But it is a healing is a forever journey. It's not it something is. that you're able to just, all right, cool. I did it. I put a bandaid over it and let me continue because that bandaid is going to break and you're going to have to go yeah. through it all over again. That is a so wet, is soggy constant. bandaid. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yes. It won't always, 
keep you intact. You have to figure out yeah. like how to get it sutured, mm-hmm. stitched up. Something you can't put a bandaid on a bullet hole. We have to address the really? issue. One of the things well, that I've Chicago been seeing, the girl, <laughs> not that being like a Chicago joke. <laughs> You can't put a bandaid on a bullet hole. You know what? That's fine. That's totally fine. With that, one of the things, one of the things that I've also started to notice in Mm -hmm. our communities and moving forward, I'm just going to call us the collective, my sisters. One of the things that, one of the things that I've been noticing is this concept of ride or die, this concept of struggle, love. And it's Mm. for some reason specifically reserved for my sisters. I don't see all women needing to subscribe to being a ride or die or needing to subscribe to struggle love or being down with someone until they come back up. It seems that it's exclusively only for our sisters to go through that. And what I am loving is that so many women are saying, I am not subscribing to struggle love. I am not going to be your ride or die. Love will have conditions because I have to love me more than anything. And if this relationship is no longer serving me, I have to remove myself. And a lot of people are like, you all are not your grandmothers. You all are giving up on love. You're giving up on the relationship. You're giving up on your family because you're putting yourself first. That's not what granny did. Granny stayed in her mm-hmm. abusive, toxic mm-hmm. relationship for 30 years. No, Why won't you do it? And what I no. am realizing as we're talking about love and self-care is that I want desperately for there to be more images of my sisters being loved properly because there are way more images of us being ride or dies and going through struggle love and getting a Birkin bag because that man had a baby on you. I want there to be so many more images of us Mm -hmm. being properly loved because if we understand that I don't need to be putting up with this, whether it's work, a relationship, a friendship, drop it. If that shit is not working out and you forcing it, drop it. How have you seen some of your clients come into a space where they have started to let go of what those toxic expectations have been for them? Honestly, it's funny because I relate so much to what you just said, the whole toxic love, the ride or die. Um, That was definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Jen. We all learned the hard way. We all learned the hard way. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's interesting though, because a lot of my clients, it's, it's funny because they always say you're whatever energy you're putting out there is what's going to come back to you. So when I started with my clients, you know, a lot of people were young. So it was just kind of like, Oh, regular boy drama, whatever. When I moved into space, of my own and I started getting all these clients. Um, it was more so, I don't know, some of them are ride or die, but like they have that issue. But a lot of the times, like when I, once I spoke to them about a certain thing, because I went through it. So I gave them my experience. They've been like, Oh, you're right. Like who needs that? Like, why would I subscribe to this when all I need to do is just love myself? I think that's a huge thing. Cause it starts from back in the day, obviously like our grandparents, 
our grandmothers were out here like, all right, I'm gonna hold it down. That's cool, girl, but that's on you. That's on and I'm you. I'm so sorry that you did it. Yeah. And like these men, but these men were terrible. You know, like they were doing their thing. And but at the same time, at that time, I feel like men were really providing for us and like you couldn't do anything yourself. So now we are in a space that we can provide for our own selves. We can do what we need Correct. to do. You don't have to sit in that. Um, so Correct. I think a lot of it is though, when we're younger as women or well, as girls, we're not taught to love yourself first. They throw a baby in your face and they're like, here, take care of it. So you're automatically trained to, to sit here and take care of somebody else and not you. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember it like, oh my God, I had the babies that would like, they would pee. And I was like, oh my God, gotta get my baby's diaper. I have to feed it, all this stuff. And as I got older and as I started to love myself, honestly, I'm like, oh, forget those kids. Cause like that's <laughs> taking over my whole life. Oh. I need to love myself first. I gotta put myself first. So um, I think because there was a lack of self-love growing up, cause boys, they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like go do your thing. Like boys will be boys. Um, but it was like, girls, you gotta, we gotta train you. So I think a lot of it stems from then because we're constantly taught to just do for somebody else. You know, let's say if I have a client who she has an older brother and it was, you know, them two Saturday mornings, their parents are waking them up. Well, waking her up. Okay, let's go. You got to clean. You got to cook. You got to do all these things. Meanwhile, the brother is just sitting there making a mess, not caring. So I think that that ride or die thing is just because we're just so used to that. And we're just like, well, this person is showing me, not even showing me love. Like they're giving you crumbs of affection or crumbs Crumb, of whatever. Crumbs, girl. Crumbs, barely even crumbs. They're giving you like dust um, from like the Cheetos bag type. Like it's terrible, because, but we don't get that. So we're like, oh my God, please thank you. Give me more, give me more. And it's just like, at the end of the day, what happened? Like what, what? You did all this. You literally gave your soul, your mind, body, soul, everything to this person. And a lot of the times they're just treating like shit because they're like, well, I can get away with this. So what else yes. can I get away with? They're not going to go anywhere. You know, yes. you have, I have clients who tell me their, their significant other or their ex was like, wow, I thought I had you wrapped around my finger. I didn't think you'd go anywhere. See, they decided to treat them like shit. And it's just like, they know that you don't have that self-love. So they're going to be like, okay, let's look all over them. So with my clients, I'm always constantly like, you are beautiful. You are this. Like, I want them to know, no matter how you see yourself, this is how the world sees you. And this is how, like, I see you. And I can see deeper. It doesn't even have to be the physical aspect. Right. Um, it's really, I try to go deep down and be like, you should do this for yourself. Go on dates. One of my favorite things was going on dates by myself. Yes. I want to go out to dinner. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go to a musical. Like anything that feeds your soul, you have to do whatever makes you happy. Forget going with somebody else. Get comfortable with being by yourself because at that point, you won't be clinging on to somebody who's just giving you a tiny bit of love or attention. I'm going to ride, but I'm not trying to die. Exactly. It's like, why I got to die? Where are we going? I have questions. (laughs) Right. Right. I have, they just want you to get in the car and that's it. Right. It's like, it's literally the blind leading the blind. Like, can I, is there a pit stop? Can we get food on the way? Right. Like, right. Thank you so much for sharing that because you bring up such a fantastic point that I would love for a lot of my sisters who are listening to us to really, really allow for this message to seep into your soul mm-hmm. that self love mm-hmm. are boundaries. Boundaries yes. are not a bad thing. 
Boundaries is how you show up for yourself. And we as women were never taught boundaries. We were taught that whenever, however, somebody wants to come and use us, they can. We were not taught to tell people, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to show up for you. I'm going to put myself first. And when we do, we're bitter, we're bitches, we're selfish, we're not good partners, we're not good moms, we're not good wives, because we went against this patriarchal narrative that we're supposed to be self-sacrificing. And not everything Mm -hmm. is a fucking kamikaze mission just because I have a fucking vagina. I'm not going to always self-sacrifice myself for everybody else when y'all wouldn't do it for me. Yeah, right. How Mm -hmm. can you hear the phrase self-love is boundaries? And how do you see that showing up with your clients? How have you seen that show up with yoga? How have you seen self-love is boundaries show up for you as you've gone through your own journey of healing and getting into helping others find love for themselves? Okay. So I feel like boundaries are very important. And sometimes even with my clients, I do struggle with my boundaries just because I'm like, "Mm, but I just want them to know a little bit more how much they're loved. And so I do, that's definitely a struggle of mine. And honestly, like I'll be on vacation and my clients are just texting me nonsense. And normally I'd be like, okay, let me answer back. But nowadays I'm like, no, you know, I'm away. You know, like we spoke about this. You're texting me like, have a great trip, all this stuff. But we're not talking about this stuff until I get home. Just let me have a few days to myself, you know? So I feel like I'm starting to work on more on boundaries with my clients. And that's why I struggle just because I love them so much and I want to help them so much. Um, But I have to make sure that I'm okay putting myself first to help them put themselves first. Um, But boundaries, it's interesting because I've definitely, once I started to really love myself, because I was in a relationship for 10 years um, when I was super young. So right in that pivotal like molding point, I started with this person and it was very controlling, very like, why are your pockets or your jeans so small compared to like other ones because your butt's showing. And it was just like a whole bunch of like control and just how much can I do so she won't realize who she is and who she's going to be. So I definitely struggled with that a lot for a very long time. Um, And nowadays you can't tell me anything. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, no. Same girl, you can't tell me shit. Okay, honestly, I think I broke up with him. My last show was because he was complaining about me dyeing my hair blue, and I wanted to do it forever. And honestly, I've been blue for six years since. So you know when they say like you change your hair, like that's it, you're gone. Like that's it. And I never turned back because this is something that I wanted to do for myself, and I love it. I built a whole brain from this. So so it's just like wow, this is thank you. Actually, I appreciate, and that's the thing, healing. And like creating these boundaries, you have to thank these people as much as you really don't want to because you're like, well, fuck you. You have to thank them because it taught you so much about yourself. If you didn't go through some of these situations, you would have never know how to help somebody else, even in just the slightest. You wouldn't know or you wouldn't even be where you are today where like you're out here, you're helping everybody and you had your traumas. So I always say not go to them and say thank you, but like mentally forgive them because then you will be able to move on. Honestly, if I saw these people, I'd be like, not very yoga of me, but um, <laughs> you have to mentally, and, and uh, healing is a journey. Um, it is. Healing it is. is. A journey, but if you remove yourself and you sit here and you're like, no, we're going to focus in this room. We're going to just love ourselves and whatever, say thank you, and then just keep it pushing. So you really have to just, you know, 
set a, a position and you're like, okay, I'm staying strong in this because it's so easy to set a boundary and be like, oh, you know what? But for you, okay. But how many times are you going to say, you come on in, right. you know, it's all good. I'll just, you know, I'll overstep my, my line for one more person, but it keeps going because we've been doing this our whole lives. So boundaries are important. It's hard to stick with them, but it's definitely worth it. It, it, it is fucking worth it to keep your boundaries because every single time you allow for someone to step on your boundary, you openly allow them to disrespect you. You're teaching them to disrespect you because if you're not going to hold the line of your boundary and honor when someone oversteps it or crosses it, then you're opening yeah. up a whirlwind of disrespect and you're teaching someone how they can be disrespectful to you because a what a guy friend of mine yeah. told me this and I took it to heart because I love when my guy friends tell me shit about men. Cause of course I am not a man, so I don't know how men think, mm-hmm. but if I'm going to understand the psychological warfare that men like to put other people through, I got to mm-hmm. ask them what the fuck is going on. And my guy friend told me mm-hmm. the moment you yeah. establish yeah. a boundary and that person just, this is not gen- gender specific, yeah. But the moment you establish a boundary and that person crosses it and there's no consequence for crossing it, not saying you got to like shoot somebody, you know, pop their kneecaps or anything, but your presence is a present. And if you are actively speaking and talking and showing up, doing things for them after they have crossed your boundary, you're teaching them that you don't give a fuck about yourself and that they don't need to give a fuck about you either. So, Ashley, what has been your most memorable moment? as a yoga instructor. So I will never forget this. We, I had a class at, on the beach and I was expecting 11 people taps because my friend who does a playlist also has like a wine club. So I'm like, oh, let's do a wine club slash yoga event. And I'm only expecting 10, 11 people. Oh, I love to, could, I'm like, what can you do? Well, how can we connect? I really want to have everybody build on top of each other and let's network. Um, so that class, I was expecting only 10, 11 people, and there ended up being like 37. I was just like, wait a minute. Damn, you guys are all here for me? Mind you, for I'm like crying me? in the back. For like, little oh, old me? Oh, for little old me? I barely know what's happening, but okay, cool. Um, And then it just progressed from there, and everybody loved it. And it was so impactful in my community at the time that, and everybody was really getting into it because now everybody's like, oh, the blue haired yogi. That's how I, you know, on Twitter, I was starting off like that. Like, so people knew me as that. And just because of everybody's support and love and just, wow, Ash, like you really helped me. That's actually when I went into um, yoga teacher training. So I was never certified anything. We just, I was just like, hey, we're just friends going to a park. And so they actually were the ones, I got a partial scholarship. But they're actually the ones who funded my whole yoga teacher training. Um, they're That's supportive so with it. And so it was just like, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if you guys weren't supporting me. And really, all I wanted to do was the same thing I'm always doing is just give you love. So I, oh. I thank everybody from the bottom of my heart. Like, I appreciate you guys. And now this summer is going to be our third summer doing it. And they're already like, actually, when is it starting? I'm like, it's winter still outside. Give me a second. <laughs> They're like, no, girl, I got to put you in my budget. They're trying to put you in their budget, trying to make sure they got their yogi money on the side so that they got their class money ready to go. So when the schedule drop, they are ready to go. 
So whenever you do figure out your like schedule for the summer, let me know so yeah. Tackless Radio can partner so we can get the yeah. message out. We can get people to your classes. I, your, I can just feel heart, that your feel heart like, chakra oh is so wide <laughs> open right now. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like like a it's so true like a it's, goddamn yes. care bear girl just out there just <laughs> so the fact that I can just feel the love radiating off of you if there's anyone that wants to start on a yoga journey they're interested in yoga what are some ways that someone who wants to start their healing journey they want to get moving. They want to be healthy. They want to feel more grounded and balanced. Where can they start to get into yoga? Well, I always say you can always contact me. Um, I'm at the, the Blue Haired Yogi on Instagram. Um, I'm kind of terrible with social media just because I'm like, I'm too busy spreading love. So I'm going to be better. If you do contact me, I will help however I can to make you feel better. Um, I know some people are different. Some people like to have a physical, like somebody physically in front of them, teaching them and showing them because yoga is kind of intense in a sense. You want to make sure your your body is in proper alignment with life in general. Um, but a lot of the times, um, and this is something I'm actually like looking to get into also, but a lot of the times people go onto YouTube and they'll search for like a, a yoga studio or a yoga instructor. The problem with that, and this is the same problem that I had when I was going to look for a a good uh, yoga teacher training. There's not many, this is, we're coming back around full circle. There's not many sisters. There's not many people in the Bakuman community who are in it, which is crazy because yoga started off. Like there's a lot of um, history in like yoga in Africa. There's a lot of history. It's a lot of it's from India. So it's just kind of crazy how those are black. Yeah. Those are black. And when there's nothing but yeah. white people. So I'm just, that's when I saw that, I was just like, oh, hell no. And that's why I started to bring the music into it because I'm like, oh, the white people don't really want this. That's fine because I'm not catering to them. I'm talking to my people. So, oh my God. It's like, they just want to take over everything. They see something, they're like, wow, that looks cute. They're having fun. Let's take over and conquer. And no, I feel like the reason why we're not Listen, we can get into it where it's like the white people are purposely taking that away from us so that we're not mentally no. clear, mentally stable. Let's well. get into it. Right. Thrive. <laughs> They're ourselves. like, how can we make sure they never get to source? Like, how can we make sure that these black and brown indigenous people never know who they actually are? Let's literally colonize yoga. And this is their history. This is their history. And we don't want them to know anything about it. How are you colonizing motherfuckers' religion Making and history? Ridiculous. Uh, you know, like it's keep your keep your unseasoned exactly. shit we spicy over here. But like <laughs> we got into, I feel you go hundred percent. Um, but a lot of times with the YouTubers, it's still the same thing. It's a whole bunch of white women just doing yoga, and it's just like I mean, I guess that's cool for them. But like, what are you really even doing? Like, you're not. My friends don't want to watch that. So I've been starting to talk to a lot of my friends who are like, you need to get into doing online um, training, whether it being like live classes, whether it being just like something that, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on like my own website, something that you can get on demand that you can feel like I'm with you, even if we don't know each other and you're still getting that, that alignment, you're still getting the, the breath work because I focus a lot on breath work and meditation. So I always start off with breath work. Even though we already know how to breathe, it's so easy because we just do it without thinking. 
But when you start to actually pay attention to it, you're able to just bring your heart rate from 100 back down. You're just like, okay, it gives you a second to just take a breath and think more clearly. Um, A lot of the times we have a lot of like heart issues in this community also. So it's just, that's really going to help you just calm it down and lower your heart rate. Just there's something just about just taking that deep breath that it's just like a detox, even for a split second, um, if you're doing it correctly. So I do like to do, let's start to breathe. Let's get into meditation. And my meditation, I like to do, even if it's just like you're on your own or you can go on YouTube, you can find an app that does the meditation if you want to get into this. Um, there are ways that you can just like look at a candle while it's on and just watching the flicker and it draws your attention completely. So you're not really thinking about anything else. Um, but while you're meditating, or just starting that process, I like to say, set your intention. So if you're just sitting here, like I, my brain is always like this. So if I just sit down and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to sit here for five minutes and meditate. Meditation, five minutes is a very long time. So if you're just like, okay, I'm going to do it and not put any like intention into it, you're never going to stop those thoughts from flying around. You're going to be like, oh, wow, I have an itch here. I have to go do this. I have laundry. Like, you know, there's, you're never going to be able to calm yourself down. So if you sit down and you sit, say to yourself, whether being in the mirror, whether just seeing it to yourself, my intention is to, to have a great meditation, to just let those thoughts and the, the negative vibes or anything like that just flow off of me. Um, then you can always get into like Palo Santo, Sage, all of those things, although Sage, the indigenous people are asking us not to do. So Palo Santo. Exactly. Um, or if you grow Sage yourself, you can do that as well because we're trying to respect everybody. Correct. Correct. Um, just really using that to cleanse, cleanse yourself, cleanse whatever vibe you have. Um, a lot of the times people do shower meditations. You can do that also to start off with this journey. Um, and as you're in the shower, you're just, again, set your intentions for everything, whether it being the day, the year, whatever you want to set your intention for, but especially in the shower, imagine it just flowing off of you. Just like the water is literally washing everything away. And as you're really rinsing your last bit off, say to yourself, like, I'm releasing all the negative energy, releasing everything that doesn't suit me and what's not going to help me thrive from, you know, where you want to go in your life. And once you start setting those intentions and really just focusing on that, it'll, it'll all fall into place. How I started, it wasn't like, I was like, yeah, this is like, I'm trying to do it. It just, it just happened. Um, and then now at at this point, I go to the doctor and they're like, why is your heart rate so low, girl? Like, are you dead? I'm like, no, I'm I'm at peace. (laughs) Like, I'm really, I'm really at peace. Like I protect my peace. And that's the thing, bringing it back to boundaries. And you said, like, we are allowing these people to disrespect us in that sense. I am known, like, notoriously known for if somebody messes up, I'm like, gone. Who? Dead to me. Exes, they're like, oh, I have relationship. Who? I don't even know who that person is. Like, I appreciate them. Thank right. you. Right. Like, Mariah Carey. I don't know her. I, I don't, don't know her. Sorry to that man. I don't know him. Like, sorry I mean, to that man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it's really, but that's how you have to do it in life. Like, I know people have um, boundary issues with like family members and and, like mothers, fathers, and it's hard to kind of detach yourself because you're still like, well, that's my family. But sometimes you really have to just remove yourself from a situation for you to thrive and go better and then be able to come back and be like, okay, this is how you feel. And this is not, you can't take, um, take offense to it because how you're reacting to me has nothing to do with me. 
it's within you. So I think once you right. start to have that mindset you. also, you're able to just literally wash everything away and be like, okay, it's a brand new day. I'm just happy to be alive. Um, and that's it. Just keep pushing. So to start off, I would say, you know, YouTube soon I'll be on there. Um, try your shower meditations. Try just, we all love candles. Try just looking at a candle and just sit there and just allow yourself to kind of zone out and just watch the flicker. Um, a lot of times breath work. So if you're doing deep inhales, you want to go through inhale through your nose and slowly outhale through your nose. You want to keep your mouth closed just because a lot of times when we breathe and we breathe through our mouth, it's telling your body to, that you need to like, you're on the go. Like it's about to be fight, you know, like fight or flight type situation. So when you mm. close your mouth, it allows your body to just slowly calm and not feel pressured to, to do much. And it feels weird at first. It does. Um, but eventually you will get used to it. You want to breathe with your diaphragm, not your chest. So keeping your chest slow, letting your belly button hang out and then snapping it back in. Summer's coming. So we got to get snatched up. And that helps also. For the ladies who are, for the sisters who are looking for some weight loss, let me tell you, yoga, beautiful. It is amazing for weight loss. Not a, not a lot of people think it is, but it really is. It's amazing for your, for your body. It's amazing for your mental. It's amazing for just you because that's you going on a date for yourself in that a lot of time. I love that. Um, yeah, just. I love that. Yoga, yoga is a date with you. Yeah. Yoga is a date with you. Yes. Is a date with yourself. And I like to think it started this during the pandemic. I try to do at least one thing per day that I would label as self-love. Whether it's like, let me throw on a sheet mask. That's my self-love and self-care for the day. Let me deep condition my hair today or take it out of this crazy bun and just like slowly detangle it. But <laughs> as you're doing it, be intentional with it. Like, I'm not going to lose all this hair that I just had in there for like 10 days. Um, it's just you want to do something. <laughs> Because it sheds. Um, but you really want to do at least something oh, yes. that makes you happy. And that just, just put a little, just put a coin in your little like love box. That's all I like to say. You know, just find oh, that I one thing. I love that. Yeah. You have to. It's like having a little Put a bank. coin in your love jukebox. Yes. That's <laughs> it. And then look, the music's going to be singing. Then you're going to get your in life. You're going to bring those people that you've been wanting to bring towards you easily they're gonna attract you like i didn't even know we were going to this event until like we were on the way to this event and i was like okay <laughs> so i have no idea i'm just out here like god and the universe are gonna bring the people that i need to be around me they're gonna bring it to me without me even having to do much because two seconds later we're like let's do a podcast i'm like oh never done this before this is great so i am so appreciative ashley of you being here with us today, of you coming and sharing all of your yogi tips, your experience, and just how we can come together more as sisters to collaborate on finding ways to love ourselves, to put ourselves first in this very traumatic time that we're living through. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy we did this. I'm so happy Match we did Match made in heaven. Ashley, where can people find you? Twitter, Facebook, where can they see what you have coming up for the summer in terms of some yoga classes? If they want to find you once you get your YouTube together, send it all out. Where are people going to be stalking you at, girl? Okay. So if you just want to talk to me about pretty much anything, you can find me at Ashley Victoria, V-I-K-T-O-R-I-A-A on Instagram or for yoga related or, you know, I'll answer to either one. Um, the blue haired yoga on Instagram also. And on Twitter, I am, I see life in blue. 
and you'll see a free spirit on the top. So that's where you can find me. And just let me know if you have any questions, everything will be on there. I'll keep you guys posted. Soon I'll be in Chicago. So I might be going back and forth. So my Chicago mommies, let me know. Thank you so much, Tackies, for coming. Thank you so much, so much, Tackies, for the listen, for the like. Thank you, Ashley, for being here. And until next time. This was amazing. I can't wait for you to be here. Yes. Yes.